from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Hell elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen This that undisputed, yeah, we here to shock the system This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite Weekly battles, ratings shattered, this a revolution This is change to what the gamers used to doing This is all about that dark and light contrast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world for sticking with us. Thanks for subscribing to the channel. Thanks for following us on Instagram, at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Everyone, thank you so much for staying with us during this hiatus that we've been on. I have been going through a pretty stressful move, but everything is going to be coming back to normal pretty soon. I haven't had much internet service, and I'm just trying to find any, any way to get the podcast out there. But starting next week, everything should be back to normal scheduling. Thank you so much for everybody who is sticking with us. I know this podcast is a day late, but I do appreciate the fact that people are clamoring for me to do podcasts and to put out more content, so thank you very much. So let's get into a stacked AEW Dynamite. February 10th, 2021. We had started the show with the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen versus Joey Janela. This was a pretty good matchup. They surprisingly went very technical with this matchup, which I did not expect because I thought this was just going to be a pretty much like a Darby Allen, Joey Janela type match. A spot fest that goes just crazy bumps and just very little psychology. We got... The exact opposite here. We got a lot of psychology, a lot of technical wrestling, which was pretty cool. I'm giving this matchup a 2.5 out of 5. Really good matchup. The story of this match, well, the story of this night was the debut of Kenta. Kenta is now here in AEW. The Forbidden Door has been kicked open. Kenta, who is a contracted member of New Japan Pro Wrestling, is here in AEW. He made his debut last week, taking out John Moxley. This whole thing between the AEW's Bullet Club reunion and the New Japan Bullet Club 
and the beef between them and the forbidden door and new japan not working with aw now new japan is working with aw this is so exciting i cannot wait to see if this this leads to a payoff between aew and new japan i really hope that these two companies do continue working together but i mean if not random little things like this is really fun but I really think that it is inevitable for New Japan and AEW to be working together more often. Let's talk about that main event. We had Lance Archer and John Moxley versus Kensa and Kenny Omega in a Falls Count Anywhere street fight. And I love this matchup. The the pacing on this matchup was crazy. The talent here in the ring was top notch. Having Kensa debut last week, now he's teaming up with Kenny Omega. We have the whole current Bullet Club with the classic Bullet Club teaming up here. Going against John Moxley. Lance Archer being thrown in this matchup. He's definitely due a main event spot. So having him in here with these talents were great. They brawled all over Jacksonville. From inside the crowd to the kitchen backstage. All over the ringside area. This was just great. One thing I really loved here was Kenny Omega was getting a lot of heel heat. He was, he he really plays the heel character really well. And I really like the fact that he was trying to get heel heat and not just get his stuff in like we've seen with other wrestlers on this show. He was trying to really get that heel attention. And one thing that stood, well, came to mind was him trying to attack uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. I think that it was interesting that Kenny Omega and and uh, Kenta didn't have more dissension, being that the Bullet Club in Japan is calling out the new Bullet Club. Um, I also think that it was interesting that for Kenta's first match on AEW, it was this type of match, craziness, uh, street fight, false count anywhere. It wasn't like a traditional wrestling match, and Kenta is a wrestler's wrestler, so that was interesting to see that. But overall, this main event was phenomenal. I really enjoyed this matchup, and I think that it's crazy that AEW continues to top themselves by putting on, like, right out the... Well, not right out the bat, but just amazing matches every single week. Pay-per-view quality matches. And I think it's crazy how the ratings did not show any growth here. It's it's hard to think what AEW has to do to grow their, their uh, viewership when they're kind of stagnant for, like, the last year and a half, and the show's been getting better and better and better. I don't know. Like they, they've tried the, uh, they tried the inclusion of mainstream acts like Shaq and Snoop Dogg. They tried the inclusion of wrestling legends like Sting and other legends in the past. Like, I don't know what AEW is going to have to do here to really grow that audience. But I, I am more, I'm less concerned with what the ratings are and more concerned of what I'm watching. So I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I guess that's all that really matters. Um, another big story on this show was protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered from iHeart podcast Supreme the battle for Roe tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade sir I graduated the top quarter of my class we, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy 
as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. They're continuing to build the Sting and Darby Allen versus the Team Taz match at the Revolution pay-per-view. And it seems like every single time Sting is supposed to cut a promo, he is interrupted by Taz. But this time Taz... Team Taz is in the park line. They jumped Darby Allen, and he's put in a body bag and dragged off in a car, which was really insane to see. And Sting, he goes chasing after them. I think that we may be seeing a little too much Sting on this show. It's not seeming any special anymore. But the thing is, we are still excited for when Sting is going to get into the ring finally. But I think that I think Sting definitely needs to be more treated like a. Like a, a attraction, not not a regular roster member. Seeing a Sting segment every week is going to take away from the mystique of Sting. I think seeing Sting every once in a while and then having build to these matches will definitely build towards. What the hell was that? Will definitely build towards a better outcome when it comes to Sting and could pop a rating probably. Where here, if he's on every week, then. If you don't see Sting this week, don't worry. You'll miss. If you missed it, you'll see him next week. I think that you want to build a star like Sting as an attraction and not like a regular roster member. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just building up to Revolution, and then after this, he takes a little break, or he's off TV, or he has a different role. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Sting. Cody Rose picks up a victory with his new tag team partner Lee Johnson against Cesar Bononi and Peter Avalon. Cool thing about this match was Lee Johnson actually picked up the victory, not Cody Rhodes. Cody did look like he got injured in the match. It looked like he injured his shoulder. So hopefully he's not hurt. But yeah, that was cool to see Cody get, well, have Cody team up with a young guy who hasn't gotten a victory yet in AEW, but get the victory here instead of Cody getting the pinfall. So that's really cool. I like seeing Cody try to build the future and not just continuing padding his ego. But, yeah, also we got the Young Bucks issuing the challenge next week to Santana and Ortiz. Now, Santana and Ortiz, they were a part of one of the other big stories on this episode, which was the Inner Circle's implosion, basically. Earlier in the night, Sammy Guevara, he comes into the Inner Circle locker room with a camera crew, and he asks everybody to leave but the cameraman, and he wants to talk to MJF. He says that he knows what MJF is trying to do. He's trying to break up the inner circle. MJF says that he doesn't think that that's the case, but he does think that the case is that Sammy Guevara hates Chris Jericho. 
when Sammy Guevara says, you want me to say I hate Chris Jericho? Blah, blah, blah. He, he finds out that MJF is recording him on his cell phone, which then causes, M- well, causes Sammy to take MJF's cell phone and smash it against the wall and then punch MJF in the gut. Then MJF goes tattletale to Chris Jericho, which leads to Sammy Guevara coming out and basically telling Jericho that he promised that if there was one more thing with MJF, he will quit the inner circle. And he does just that. Sammy Guevara, who was an original member on the of the inner circle since day one of AEW Dynamite, quit the inner circle. Where this leads to, I don't know. But AEW definitely had one hell of a show. This was a really good episode. Other matches that were really good was Layla Hirsch versus uh, Thunder Rosa. That was a very good female match. I thoroughly enjoyed that matchup. I also really enjoyed the segment with Matt Hardy and Hangman Adam Page. Where Matt Hardy's trying to sign Hangman Page to a contract like he did Private Party. But it doesn't go necessarily how Matt Hardy wants it to because Hangman Adam Page signs a contract that is not the contract that Matt Hardy had him sign. So there's going to be some type of, I don't know, storyline payoff between Adam Page and Hardy, but Adam Page is not going to be swindled or made a fool of by Matt Hardy. So that's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. Once again, really good AEW Dynamite. I'm giving this show a 3.5 out of 5. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, next week we should be back to the regular scheduled programming. Because next week I will be having my internet set up again. This whole move has been taking longer than I wanted to. But should be, you know, completed and soon by next week. So next week I will have internet. We will be hitting you with the Monday show. The Friday show, the Wednesday show. So just stay tuned. I appreciate everyone's patience. Thank you so much for staying with us. Have a great weekend, guys. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawk as 26 year old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, The Battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 